Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. It is truly a blessing and a pleasure to be here each day with you on Search the Scriptures. We're so thankful that we hear from so many of our listeners. We hear from many who say, I listen every day. We're so thankful for that. To God's glory, not to our glory. We hear from others who listen on a regular basis, but they can't quite listen every day. Or maybe in some cases, they can only catch it here and there because of their schedules that conflict with the times the programs are on. Uh, But we're thankful for everybody who tunes in as often as you can. And we're always thankful for our new listeners. Those who might be listening for the very first time today, or maybe for the first few times today, we're thankful for you. And our prayer is that as you continue to listen to search the scriptures, that you will quickly come to realize that we do exactly that. We search the scriptures. We dig deep. We look at God's word in detail. We try to understand what the meaning is for us. But at the same time, while we do look at it in depth and in detail, we try to explain those words in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. So we want to help you to grow your faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We keep emphasizing that in the program. And as your faith grows stronger and deeper and fuller, then your natural desire should be to come closer to God. And we pray for that. And as you come to God and you come closer to him and your faith continues to grow, your understanding of his word continues to increase, then our prayer is that you will make up your mind to come to him all the way his way, through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism at the point at which point the blood that Jesus shed on the cross so long ago will still be 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. He paid the price for the guilt of your sins with his own physical life on that cross almost 2,000 years ago. And that payment is still completely effective for you today if you will come to him his way. So our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. And we really do pray for you. Now, we're going through this very strange time. We've been talking about that. And these programs over these last few weeks, they're really gauged toward helping people reflect upon what's going on, reflect upon their relationship with God, and the power of God to see us through. They're intended to be reassuring, but at the same time, they're intended to be instructive and encouraging, but also to give us guidance as to how we can live through this epidemic, but also how we can live on a daily basis walking with God. I've said this before, I pray every day while we're going through this very strange time, this time of restriction from our normal lifestyles, I pray every day that God will work through this to help people open their ears to his word, open their eyes to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and open their hearts to come to God through Christ. I pray this every day or just about every day. And when we think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, he said, 
all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Well, God can take even the most negative seeming of circumstances, and if we will trust him, he can work good to come from those situations. I've seen that as I've experienced life and talked with people and interacted with them. I've seen that many, many times. I've corresponded with inmates in various penal institutions who have expressed things like, it's, if I had not been arrested, if I had not put, been put in jail, I'd be dead. Or if I had not been put in jail, then I never would have learned the gospel. Or maybe they put it a little differently, because I'm in jail, I got into a Bible study and I've learned the gospel now. Well, their lives turned around. And see, that's how God can work through even negative circumstances. And how many times do we see somebody who may be stricken with illness and might even be eventually at the point of dying, but that may inspire them to turn their life around at that point, to recognize that they needed to repent and come back to God or turn to God initially, or maybe it would motivate someone close to them, a family member, a friend, to start to reflect upon their own spiritual lives and help them to seek a change. You see, again, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. God can use this epidemic. God can use this very negative and strange time from a physical perspective and perhaps even an emotional perspective. He can use this to help people see their need to come to him. And we pray that he will do exactly that. Now, I want to, again, I want to encourage you. You've got extra downtime, a whole lot of you right now. Use it effectively. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and encourage friends and family members and other people you know to do the same thing. You can access a tremendous amount of study material on our website, and it's all free. You can click on the listen button, and you can download all kinds of sermons, and you can download all of these radio programs plus all of our podcast Bible teaching lessons, and they're all free. You can click on the articles button, and you can pull up and download all kinds of articles that are spiritually and biblically based. And so you can use this time to study. Now you can scroll down our front page, and you can come down to a button that says something along the lines, sign up for our podcasts. You can click on that, and within just a few short steps, you can enroll in our podcasting. And then you'll receive all of our sermons, you'll receive all of our radio programs, you'll receive all of our podcast Bible classes automatically, every day, and again, for free. Now, you've got extra time. Use it to grow spiritually, to be in God's Word, to study His will, to talk to him in prayer. We encourage you to do that. Now, at the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us, and you can receive a free Bible study that we send out through the mail, or you can receive a copy of today's program on CD. Both are free. You can have both of them if you want. 
We'll even take care of the postage. So have a pencil or a pen and piece of paper ready so you can jot down that information at that time, just a little while from now. Now, I want us to get back into our study on spiritual warfare. People are really focused on the health crisis, the medical crisis that we are calling the coronavirus pandemic, an epidemic, or more technically, the COVID-19 pandemic, an epidemic. And a huge number of people around the world and across our nation have been infected, have, many of those have gotten sick, many of those have gone to hospitals, even had to be put into intensive care units, be put on ventilators, and there have been an, an, an alarming number of people who have died from this infection. Well, that is a medical, a health crisis that we're facing right now, and by God's grace and through his blessings, we're working through that. But it's not just a medical crisis that's facing us. It's also spiritual warfare. Now, understand what I'm talking about. The devil is real, and he, make no mistake about it, be absolutely assured that he is trying to take advantage of this situation, of these sets of circumstances, and use it to tear down people's faith and pull them away from God. Make no mistake, he's active. He knows how to use situations like this to his advantage to lead souls to destruction eternally, and he is trying to take advantage and use it to tear down people's faith and pull them away from God. We are engaged right now in deadly spiritual warfare. We're not talking about just dying physically, we're talking about losing our eternal souls forever in the condemnation of hell. That's a whole lot worse than dying physically from a virus. Well, we talked about how we see the devil being cast down to earth, going back to Revelation chapter 12 and verses 7 through 12. We saw also how he is referred to by, in various terms uh, as very influential, having power to do his work in this world. John chapter 12 and verse 31, he's referred to as the ruler of this world, but not from a positive perspective, not from a positive point of view. He's not, we're not talking about God here, we're talking about the devil. He's also referred to in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4, as the God, lowercase g, of this age. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, as the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Now, all of these are very descriptive terms, descriptive identities for the devil in doing his work again to tempt people and try to lure them away from God and living godly lifestyles. He wants the destruction of our souls, your soul, my soul, the souls of all of humanity. He wants to pull us away from God and he wants us to end up spending eternity with him in the condemnation and the torments of hell. We make up our own mind as to whether we're going to go down that path or not. 
Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14 said there's only two paths through life. One is narrow and straight and it leads to heaven. That's the way of truth. That's the way of the gospel, Christianity. He said the other path is wide and broad and basically no holds barred, but it leads to hell and eternal condemnation and destruction. Well, we certainly don't want to go down that road. We want to go down that straight and narrow pathway of truth that leads to heaven, leading us through the gospel of Christ to be with God and eternal life. The apostle Peter describes the devil as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. The idea there is destroy spiritually. Again, he wants our souls to be lost for eternity. And then Peter goes on and says how we overcome him is to be steadfast in the faith and in faithfulness to God. That's how we overcome him, being steadfast in the faith. Now I want us to understand even more fully and emphatically that this is spiritual warfare. Now again, the epidemic is a health crisis. But buried within that is the work of the devil trying to pull people away from God and using these circumstances to work on their minds and their hearts and their souls, to plant doubt in their minds about God, to guide them to become angry and even violent if he can do that with individuals. Well, this is spiritual warfare. So while it's a health crisis, it's also spiritual warfare from the deeper spiritual perspective. But life is always like that. We're always facing spiritual warfare. Because even when this epidemic is over, the devil is not going to go away. He's still going to be here and he's going to continue to work on people's hearts and souls. He's going to continue to try to tempt them and lure them away from God and godliness. He doesn't want us to live righteously. He wants us to live in sin. And he continues to, to present us with temptations to sin, and that separates us from God. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. And he knows also that the wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. But what he doesn't want is the gift of God which is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Also Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. The Apostle Paul lays out this spiritual warfare in very graphic terms. Notice in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10, Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. No question, no confusion about this spiritual warfare, about who we're against and what we're against. And so Paul talks about implements of spiritual armor that God has provided for us to stand against the wiles or the temptations or the ways that the devil will try to use against us to bring us down spiritually, to lead us away from God and into sin. He goes on in verse 12 and he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, again, we're talking about warfare on a spiritual level. Verse 13, he goes on and says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Now, this is the second time he's, he's said that, that you may be able to stand that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now, in other words, God has provided ways for us to stand against the devil victoriously, to not give in, to not be taken in, if we'll pay attention, and if we will adorn ourselves with these spiritual implements that Paul calls the spiritual armor or the whole armor of God. If we will put them on, if we will wear them, if we will utilize them, then we can be victorious over the devil and all of his attempts to pull us down. Paul goes on then and he says in verse 14, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Now obviously the truth is God's word. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the message of salvation. When Jesus was praying on the night of his betrayal, He prayed to God, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. God's word is the truth that we need to gird ourselves with. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, if we're living a righteous life, then we're naturally not going to be living a sinful life. And the righteousness that, we're, that we live actually deflects the temptations to sin. Now we go on then in verse 15, and he says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need to be living in and living by the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the message of salvation, and it is our guide to heaven itself. In verse 16, he goes on and says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, the wicked one, who is that? Well, the devil himself. What are the fiery darts? Everything he uses against us. Temptations, doubts, trying to make evil look good and attractive, trying to utilize situations in our lives and circumstances in our lives that, that might be challenging and difficult. He'll try to use those to break us down, to lead us away from God and godliness and faithfulness. Everything that he would use against us, temptations and every other means that he would try to utilize to hurt us spiritually, those are the fiery darts that the shield of faith is effective to quench, to deflect. Now think about that, the shield of faith. But now faith is not, when we're talking about real faith, as taught in the New Testament, we're not talking about just believing. James says in James chapter 2 and verse 19, the demons believe and tremble, but they're still demons. So it's not just believing, but it is believing so strongly and with such depth that we put that faith into action through obedience 
and dedication and commitment and service to God through Jesus Christ. So above all, take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Oh my, the Hebrews writer in Hebrews chapter 4 talks about the word of God being like a sword, a two-edged sword, powerful, powerful. So with the helmet of salvation wearing that in a very ultimately potentially vulnerable part of our body, the helmet protecting our head, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, when the devil continually tempted Jesus in the wilderness on that day, he tried to use scripture in an inaccurate way, but Jesus kept defeating him by applying scripture properly. He kept answering the devil's temptations with scripture from God's word. So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then in verse 18, Paul goes on and says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer is so powerful. God gives us his word to communicate to us his will. He blesses the faithful Christian with prayer to talk to God about all of our needs and also to praise and glorify God as we thank him for his blessings and recognize his magnificence and awesomeness as God. God the creator, God the father, God the giver of all blessings James says in James 1 and verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. How blessed we are to have God's word. We'll conclude this study next time. We'll be continue to talk about how we are in a spiritual war right now. This is not just an epidemic, but it is deadly spiritual warfare because the devil is using it to try to bring people away from God, to try to shake their faith and pull them down spiritually. We do hope to hear from you right away as you listen and write down the information as to how to contact us. Take care, and may God guide you in his will.